Not a great start for the Minnesota Wilds, to say the least. We discuss what has gone wrong so far and look ahead to the week to come today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, Locked On Wild is available wherever you listen to your podcasts free of charge. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we talk with Alex McLeddy to try to figure out what the heck is going wrong with the Minnesota Wild through two games. We'll look ahead to what's coming up, including a matchup against the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche tonight and a familiar face coming to the XL Energy Center once again on Thursday. My name is Seth Topal, your veteran Minnesota sports insider and uh, getting you through the start of the season, which has not gone well, but we have a Micheletti Monday for you. Alex Micheletti joining the show, and we can't call it a victory Micheletti Monday because the Wild are 0-2. Alex, there's no shortage of things to point to that have gone wrong so far. I guess which one has... Which single thing that has gone poorly for the Wild through two games has surprised you the most? I just think the the lack of effort on the defensive end of things. Um, you know, of course, the goaltending has not has not been great at all. I mean, fourteen goals is that's that's you know that's not acceptable. But just the the lack of effort, you know, on on defense and some you know more you know uh, the most reliable guys on the team that you wouldn't think would be would be struggling are, are struggling right now and, and you know this protein and uh and ryan hartman uh too um you know he had a really tough game or you know both uh, both games were really tough for for mr hartman and uh yeah just uh just all the entire decor has not been great for the for the most part on the defensive side of things but yeah, it's 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 frustrating for sure, and uh, you know that's a that's a you know especially the against the Kings, you know the Rangers, you know I think Rangers are a better team, but yeah, uh, uh, the Wild can can beat this this Kings team, and yeah, it was just a crazy game. Uh, I did not expect uh, you know thirteen goals, that's for sure. No, and I think the thing that I pointed to after the game and in in recapping it yesterday that I think was most frustrating is especially in that Kings game like tip your cap to the Rangers because yeah. they are a juggernaut in the east Cal Peterson did not want to win that game against the Wild like he he tried on multiple occasions to just give it right back and every time the Wild were just like we're good we're good yeah, I mean his rebound control. I mean, the rebounds oh. were just flying out, um, and Eck was so close to tying that up at the end there. To um, you know, at least you gotta give credit for the Wild for not giving up. You know, because they could have clearly given up a couple times in that game, and they just kept fighting and just couldn't pull out that last one to you know to tie it up. But uh, yeah, that was a game that was there for the taking. <laughs> uh, both both the Kings goalies love love to give up leads uh, like that. Um, so. <sighs> 
And Cal Cal Peterson said after the game that he's never experienced, you know, never played in a game like that. So <laughs> he said, "I hope I never ever experience that again." So yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting to see the the quotes from from a couple of the wild players too after uh, you know just you know a lot a lot of f bombs and that yeah, was crazy. Yeah, it's it's not great, and I think it it's kind of feeds into the notion that I think this team is going to have to adopt. They're not going to be able to win games the same way they did last year. And I think with as good as the offense was, it kind of served to shield and hide some warts on that roster, which were special teams. Mm -hmm. And the goaltending, you know, the goaltending did enough to win this team games last year. I don't think it was, it was maybe bottom half like 15 to 20th overall, I think is probably where the goaltending was. Now it's not to say that it was like awful, but I think the offense last year really masked a lot of things that this team just cannot afford to not be good at this year. And if they're going to turn this around, they're really going to have to buy in on the defensive ends, need better goaltending and We've seen the power play do really good things so far, but both special teams units are going to have to be good for the rest of the season, or this is just going to continue to happen. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it with this team, too. Uh, the center play has got to be a lot better, too. Um, Ryan Hartman's going to have to improve tremendously. I mean, if they're going to keep him in that top-line role, um, he's not only got to be better defensively, but he's got to be better offensively too. And so we'll see. Um, he's, he's done it before. And uh, when the pressure's up been on him, uh, but they're going to need him to, to be a, a lot better. And this team can't always rely on the Kirill Kaprizovs and Zuccarellos to get it done. Um, so they're going to need the depth lines to, to help, you know, chip in as well. Um, uh, I've liked what I've seen from Sam Steele. Um, he's, he's looked decent. Um, you know, the, we, we're going to need the, the doers, the do to, to help. And we got to talk about Marco Rossi too. Um, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't, if, if he's only going to be playing four minutes a game, that doesn't no good, um, at all. <laughs> um, you know, he has the talent to, to play more minutes, um, at least get on the power play. Um, you know, that's, that's his bread and butter. Um, and there was, there was none of that, uh, on Saturday. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets more of a chance, uh, more of a run this week for sure. Yeah. And you know, it's frustrating. I, I saw the comments from Dean after the game and he said he was basically just trying to match what the Kings were doing. Um, I mean, I get that sentiment, but at the same time, like it, it, it wasn't that the fourth line did anything egregiously bad and no. you know we we point to Hartman having a a rough go to start the season like that's a perfect time to just kind of blend things up they put Freddie Goudreau up on that line with Kaprizov and Zuccarello Kaprizov and Zuccarello continue to do their thing so I think that probably would have been a good time to try it out it just if they're not gonna if they're not gonna do more than just have him be that fourth line guy he's He's got to go back down. Like you, you've got to, you have to either play him or there's really no point because there's nothing that he's going to learn in Iowa that he doesn't already know. So get him up there. Um, the team did also uh, bring up Mason Shaw for tonight's game against the Avalanche. So 
that's an interesting one as well, which leads me to, I think, the fact that there's going to be some sort of a lineup change mm-hmm. uh, for the game tonight against the Avalanche. Yeah, I would bet. Uh, I bet he fills in for Brandon Duhame. Uh, you know, I, I can't see them sitting Marco Rossi. So, no. um, uh, Duhame's probably the most logical choice to to get get Shaw a game in. And you know, um, every time he's played, um, you know, he, he hasn't made he hasn't really made a mistake. Um, you know, he's uh, he's been impressive when he's given a limited uh, opportunity. And um, they clearly like him, you know, because he hung around until the last cuts. Um, so. You know, maybe you know they're looking for some type of spark, and so maybe, <laughs> maybe he maybe he gets it done against the the defending champs. Uh, you never know. Um, you know, some guys take advantage of opportunities, and and some don't. So we'll we'll see we'll see what Mister Shaw does uh, tonight. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see how things play out and kind of what the lineup looks like because I think there are a bunch of things that you could probably look at doing just to try to juggle it. The one line I would leave intact is the, I don't know what we're calling it without Greenway, um, the Erickson Eck, Felino Jost line. I I just like the way that those guys battle. Um, that goal by Felino, in particular, it was a Jost puck battle and a Felino puck battle that led to the goal. So keep that line intact, but the rest of it, you have my permission to do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am 100% agree. Uh, yeah, you know, Tyson's really uh, taken advantage of the opportunity with, with Greenway out. And it sounds like Greenway could be back pretty soon, too. Um, so we could be in for some more lineup uh, lineup moves because uh, Greenway's been skating with the team uh, recently. So, uh, but you never know with those uh, with those shoulder injuries, they try to be as careful as possible because you don't want to, you know, re-injure that. And right. those those types of injuries seem to last long, long time, especially if you have to if to if you have to rehab it too. So, yeah, I've been I've been impressed with that line. Um, you know, uh, Freddie Goudreau, he kind of seems like the guy that you can move around in, anywhere. Um, so. Um, that'll be interesting to see kind of what they um, what they would do with him if there's um, uh, you know some guys that are moving around because uh, he can he can play on any line basically, basically yeah as we, as we saw the other night yeah there there will be there will be some changes so we'll uh, we'll see what happens but as we alluded to the Avalanche are coming to town tonight <laughs> and so the road does not get any easier uh, yep. so we'll take a look at that we'll also take a look at the Thursday matchup against Vancouver. As we uh, take a look forward at what is coming up next here on Locked on Wilds. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And whether you are a longtime homeowner or a new homeowner, Simply Safe can give you 24/7 peace of mind by keeping you safe even when you're not around. With 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 
Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Plus, save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, once again, Thank you for taking the time to make Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, I will remind the listeners that in addition to Lockdown Wild, you can find all of our wonderful Lockdown Sports Minnesota programs on Roku and Amazon Fire TV as part of the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app. More great local sports coverage 24-7 and free of charge. All you have to do is download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So, the Avalanche coming to town, and uh, for Colorado, it's been an interesting start for them. They throttled the uh, the Blackhawks in their opener and then got uh, upended, is probably the best way to put that, by the Calgary Flames. So, one and one to start the year, and again, we're two games into the season, so there really is not a lot that we know uh, about um, what is going on so far in the league, but this is still as dangerous of a Colorado team as ever with that top line. So it's it's going to be another challenge for this team to uh, to start off this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, so the, you know they don't have their captain in Gabe Landeskog, but uh, you know <laughs> they they still have Nathan McKinnon, they still have Miko Rantanen, uh, and you know Kale McCarr is just the best defenseman in the league, and you know. Um, they're, they're going to be hungry. They're coming off a loss. Um, so they're, they're going to want to get right back into the win column. And so it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, they're going to have to keep it, keep the game five on five. If they can keep it on five on five, they, they have a chance. Um, they can't let the Avs get to the power play. They have, you know, one of the best power plays in, in the league for sure. Um, you know, with, with the avalanche, it was the same as last year. Um, their goaltending is always a question mark. Um, whoever they go with tomorrow or today, um, if it's uh, Francois or, or Gorgiev, um, you know, those guys aren't all world. Um, so, um, you know, if the Wild can, uh, you know, win the special teams battle, I think they can win the game for sure. Um, Vancouver on Thursday, and I've, I've had a lot of people ask about this, and obviously we had a chance to see Philip Gustafson uh, in relief against the Kings. My belief is that Flurry will start tonight and mm-hmm. that maybe then you give Gustafson Thursday before the road trip starts. Does that sound like a good plan or do you think we'll uh, do you think we'll see Gustafson sooner than later? You know, just the with the way the the game ended on Saturday, they might go Gustafson tonight. Um, you know, just but, you know, um with with Flurry being the veteran, um they might think that, hey, the Avs, you know, obviously are a better team than Vancouver, and maybe give Gustafson a chance against uh, against Vancouver because it might be a little bit easier for him um, just to to face that gauntlet. Gauntlet, but you know, you know, just with with the way uh, things went on on Saturday, maybe Dean just is like, we have to get the kid, you know, the young guy in. Um, <laughs> he can't, especially that that. Uh, that fourth goal that uh, that Flurry gave up was was the backbreaker, and so you know maybe they just give him a night off to you know to cool his head. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we find out. Yeah, I 
there are a lot of different trains of thought on a lot of different things that have happened so far to start this season. And so if they want to go to him to give him the opportunity to bounce back, I understand that reasoning. Mm -hmm. If they decide to give him the, the night off, give him until Thursday just to kind of try to get back into a good frame of mind, I understand the logic there. So it's all in Dean's hands, what, uh, what ends up happening with the lineup and with the goaltending as well. Thursday, then, we see the Vancouver Canucks here at home, and Vancouver's off to an 0-2 start with uh, Bruce Boudreau. We knew that coming in, though. And um, it's a Vancouver team that I, I don't know what to make of them. And again, two games in, so not a whole lot of the picture has been formed yet, but it's just it seems like a Vancouver team that is capable of being good. They just don't really ever seem to kind of get to that level. Yeah, they lack the uh, they lack the defensive help back there. You know, Quinn Hughes obviously is a is a stud, but uh, you know up front, you know it's interesting because they do have some studs. Uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, JT Miller, you know Brock Besser, but they yeah you're right. They're a team that can't really fully put it together. It seems like um, I would expect that game to be super high scoring as well, um, and. Uh, a lot of power plays, I'm sure, as well, and we'll we'll just see uh, uh, see who, who ends up being a net for that one too. Uh, I'm sure they'll go with Demko. Um, you know, Demko uh, has has been rising as far as uh, one of the best uh, uh, American goaltenders in, in in the league, and also just goalies in, in general. So, yeah, it should be should be very interesting for sure. Maybe we'll just become the first team in the NHL to average like six goals a game and give up like five and a half. Yeah. I mean, we're like the, <laughs> the, the new age uh, Oilers. Uh, oh. uh, we're jo- we're joining that. It seems like at least, at least early, hopefully that's not the, not the trend for sure. Cause yeah. that leads to a lot of, <laughs> a lot of just antsiness and, and heartbreak. And we, we don't need that as Minnesota people. Yeah. Sure. Who am I kidding? Five and a half allowed per game would be an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only kid. Um, so then that's the uh, that's the start of the season. Uh, after that, it is a lengthy five-game road trip for the Wild that includes the likes of Boston on Saturday, noon game against the 2-0 Boston Bruins, then at Montreal Tuesday, at Ottawa Thursday, at Detroit Saturday, and then at Chicago on Sunday to finish it off. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, after that Boston game, those are some winnable games. I mean, you're you're playing some teams that are <laughs> are at the bottom of the barrel, um, and they need to take advantage uh, for sure. I yeah. mean, Boston Boston's missing some some key guys, but uh, you know they're still still really tough. Uh, but after that, it gets gets easier. But with, with the way this team is playing defensively. Who knows? You can't you can't keep giving up touchdowns. <laughs> when right. you give, we're giving up seven in the NHL, that's that's just craziness. Um, so we'll see. It's 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 a gut a gut chat week uh, for sure for this team. Yeah, hopefully they're able to get up off the mat. Because um, the longer this the longer this draws out, the louder the questions are going to get, and mm-hmm. uh, we don't need that. So. No. That's that's a look ahead for the Wild. Uh, we're going to finish by discussing the NHL at large because the teams that are on top 
or a couple of the teams that are on top in both the East and the West are exactly how we figured it would play out. So, uh, of course, we'll talk about that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And listeners, make sure to check us out on Roku and Amazon Fire TV as part of the Locked on Sports Minnesota app. You can find Locked on Wild as well as the other Locked on Sports Minnesota shows by downloading the Locked on Sports Minnesota app on Roku and Amazon Fire TV today. So the Western Conference, we see two teams, well, three teams that are undefeated as of now. Um, actually, I guess there's more because there are a couple of teams that have only played one game. So uh, Dallas Stars are leading the Central Division uh, at 2-0. and The Vegas Golden Knights at 3-0 and are leading the Pacific and are currently the number one seed in the Western Conference, which is exactly what we expected would happen coming into the season. <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting for sure. Uh, Vegas has shocked me. Uh, I just thought with uh, with Leonard out probably for this whole full season that they would struggle goaltending wise. But uh, you know, Logan Thompson's been been decent, um, and uh, they're getting a healthy Mark Stone, which is is huge huge for that team. And uh, Jack Eichel's playing well, and uh, their you know their decor has always been pretty good with uh, you know. Petrangelo and and Martinez and Hag and those and those guys. Um, so that that's interesting. Um, you know, Dallas. Uh, you know, I picked them to be uh, in in the uh, in the playoffs in, in the in the West. Uh, I just uh, I'm a big believer in Jake Ottinger. Um, you know, he can he can lead that team pretty far. Um, you know, and they got you know they saw the ageless uh Joe Pavelski and and they were able to get Robertson signed which was huge for them and um and Sagan's Sagan's playing well um early we'll see if that <laughs> if he stays healthy um you know cuz he's been been through the injury uh battles past couple of years too so yeah it's it's very interesting start for sure but like you said small sample size we'll see <laughs> see if it continues um you know we we gotta remember this is the NHL and there's uh um there's ups and downs and and roller coasters um and, and injuries injuries play a huge huge battle for sure yeah and we'll we'll talk about a big one because uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have encountered a bit of a problem with their goaltending so we'll discuss that but uh, you talked about the ups and the downs we may be seeing the only up for the Philadelphia Flyers in their season and they're two and zero to start the year. I, I don't know. I have no idea how this is possible. It's amazing. Uh, we all we all thought it was going to just be a nightmare with torts, and uh, they're off to to a two and zero start. Uh, well, it's we'll see. We'll see if Carter Hart can keep it going. And um, you know, it's just it's just incredible. Um, they're in a pretty tough division, so um, the hits could be coming pretty soon here. Uh, but uh, so far, Torts is uh, riding the ship and. Uh, you know, he's helping helping Chuck Fletcher because Chuck Fletcher's on the hot seat too. So <laughs> this <laughs> this is a pivotal year for the for the Flyers for sure. And uh, you know, things are going well in, in the Philly fan base uh, with their sports teams. Uh, you know, the Eagles are are undefeated. Phillies are are in the NLCS. Uh, you know, and Flyers are two and zero. And you know, the the Seventy Sixers are about to start their season too. So you know, the fans are happy in Philly. We'll see if it continues uh, because. You know, if things start to not go well Oof. for the Flyers, watch out because that fan base can can be pretty intense for sure. And with Torts 
as coach. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting for sure. There are going to be some sound bites. There's going to be a large tune-out factor if that team starts to kind of sink to the bottom. So as long as they can keep it rolling, that's a good thing. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs, who moved on from Jack Campbell this mm-hmm. offseason, uh, they brought in Matt Murray to be the one to lead them to where they wanted to go, and now he's hurt. So Toronto, feeling the heat already to start the season, now has to try to figure out how to make their goaltending situation work for uh, the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, and their backup, uh, Samsonov, who they got uh, from Washington, um, you know, he had a really tough year with the Capitals last year too. So, I mean... Yeah, Toronto, uh, you know, Toronto's another team that, uh, you know, just like you mentioned uh, with the Wild last year, kind of, uh, you know, um, with with their scoring, uh, they can hide their warts, which is yeah. the goaltending. Um, you know, anytime when you have Austin Matthews who can score 50-plus a season, and you got Mitch Marner and William Nylander. Um, so, you know, those guys in Tavares, those guys uh, can mask your, your warts, which is uh, your goaltending. So uh, we'll see if, you know, because Samsonov's got to be the man for the for the next month or, mm-hmm. uh, or so. Um, and we'll see if they, he can hold it, hold it together. Um, it's 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 going to be very interesting. That's that's a team in a city, too, where the media attention is just at an all time high. <laughs> so um, we'll see. I mean. They have the scoring power too to just, uh, um, uh, they, you know, they'll they'll have a lot of games uh, where it's five four six five. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you're a fan of the um, Easter Conference too. Take the over, just yes, just as always. a point of advice, just take the yes. over. Yes, for sure. And the final thing we'll discuss today uh, is the bomb for Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks may have already eliminated themselves. <laughs> from contention by picking up a head-to-head win against the San Jose Sharks in a game that San Jose was like, wait, you guys are trying to win? I've uh, I've never seen a game where a team has scored three shorthanded goals um, that Chicago did. That was unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe, you know, that team, both of those teams, neither of them I don't think wanted to win the game. No. Someone had to, though. Um, so that was interesting. You got Arizona, who's uh, had a tough go of it too. I mean, it's going to be a race, race to the finish to see who gets uh, the next Connor McDavid and, and Connor Bedard. Um, you know, if Arizona were to get uh, get him, uh, pairing him up with Logan Cooley, watch out. Who you know, fans of college hockey, uh, Logan Cooley at the University of Minnesota, who was drafted uh, third overall this past summer, is a heck of a talent. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I know Arizona will be right there at the finish with uh, with San Jose and Chicago too. Um, so that's going to be something to watch all season too, just uh, to see uh, lineups and. Uh, um, who's a net uh, for for some of these games, and if some of the best players on on these teams, if they happen to just uh, sit out a game, if they're quote unquote uh, a little bit hurt, um, it's going to be fascinating to watch for sure. Yeah, and I I looked the other night, and like four minutes into the game, I think the Penguins were leading Arizona like three nothing. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a clomp to get Sydney to the Cosby end of the season. Scored a minute into the game, yeah, it was oh. like this. When you saw that, it was like, oh, man, Arizona. Poor guys. Poor Nick Bukestad. (laughs) 
we wish him well. Um, yeah. So that's that's going to be a season long thing because even though we're not going to be anywhere near the uh, the sweepstakes for Bedard unless this season goes catastrophically <laughs> wrong, and I'm talking like. <laughs> It's a list of about 15 to 20 things that would have to go wrong for this team to even come close to the level of tanking that those three are going to do collectively. It's always fun just to kind of see like the depths at which teams will go to try to get the number one overall pick. And there are going to be some stunts pulled this year. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's... It's going to be. We will something. be watching. <laughs> like we might get three months into the season, and Arizona is winless, and San Jose is like, well, yeah, but you guys have at least scored a goal. <laughs> Who knows? It's incredible. Ugh. I can't wait to watch. For yeah, sure. it's just going to be a mess. Well, <laughs> there you have it—the uh, inaugural edition of Micheletti Mondays for the 2022-2023 season—and we hope we have more positive things to talk about for the Minnesota Wild. Been a rough start, but. That first win's going to come somewhere, and I, I have a feeling that once the first one does, that there's going to be a large exhale from players, from team, from staff, from coaches, from fans, from everybody. It's just once that first one gets taken care of, then everybody can just breathe and get back to playing the brand of hockey that this team is known for. Um, until then it might be a little bit of a bumpy ride. Yeah, winning winning is always cures it all, right? Um, you, you feel good. Um, the quotes, uh, talking to the media, um, you feel better about, uh, like, I, like I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, things, things seem a little, little bit tense in, in the quotes. Um, so get that, get that W and uh, start feeling good and get on, a, get on a run for sure. Yep, that's, that's all this team needs. And so that will conclude today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So thank you for tuning in, as always, and making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Lockdown NHL is ready for your second listen today, so make sure to tune in to get the full scope on everything going on throughout the NHL as we get into week two of the NHL season. Uh, make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube, but not only subscribe, Hit those notifications so that you don't miss out on any new videos coming throughout the season. We, of course, have the uh, the postcasts over on Lockdown Sports Minnesota that will come at you after every game. So make sure to check those out as well. Full plate of content coming for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Podcast Network.